0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: It's the Locked On Aggies podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson still here in the driver's seat, not going anywhere, and just like that, the Aggies, they don't have to go anywhere this week. They get to remain at home at Kyle Field for an 11 o'clock kick against... SEC West rival the Mississippi State Bulldogs and today's show that's all we're going to talk about We're going to preview the game talk about some players that could be a difference maker in that game and it's Friday You know what that means. It's asking Aggie time I'm answering your questions off of social media things that you want to know about your team things you want to know about the program But before we do any of that, we got to get some house cleaning stuff out of the way So make sure you're following us on social media at locked on Aggies at Aggies si Sports Illustrated's Aggie Maven and the Locked On Podcast Network have partnered together to give you another element to the website, a audio element that you can take anywhere with you. So if you want to check out all that, make sure you go to si.com slash T-A-M-U. That number is si.com slash T-A-M-U. And if you want to follow me on social media to ask me questions about asking Aggies, pretty simple. It's my name, Cole Thompson, and it's my title, Mr. Mr. Cole Thompson, that's all you got to do to follow us on social media. Remember, that's at AggiesSI, at Locked On Aggies, at Mr. ColeThompsonSI.com slash T A M U, and check out all of our great podcasting right over at LockedOnPodcast.com. The NBA season is back, so we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about there. College football is never stopping. And we have over 25 different college football channels to follow. And of course, you can always follow me right here, Locked On Aggies. All right, let's get talking some college football. This weekend, Mississippi State from Starkfield, the Magnolia State, will travel to College Station to Kyle Field to take on Texas AM. Both teams are coming off of conference games, one in a positive note, the other in a bad note a m finished with a 24-17 victory over Ole Miss, while Mississippi State struggled to move the ball against LSU, who is probably the hottest team in college football right now. I believe this final score was 30-6 or 36-6. Either way, it was not pretty for the offense. AM opens up as a 9-point favorite with the over-under coming in at 51 overall. So this is going to be a game that people expect to be kind of low scoring for both teams. No one really going over that 25-point mark probably because of their defenses have been their better or more consistent spot. In fact, here were Coach Fisher's thoughts on Monday on what exactly the team could look forward to when facing the Bulldogs coming at 11 o'clock kick.
0: we go play Mississippi State here? Mississippi State, come off a very tough game with LSU, who's playing extremely well right now. But at the same time, uh, defensively, Mississippi State's very talented. The front guys up front all played against us last year. Big, heavy, strong guys that could explode and change the line of scrimmage. Linebackers, very talented. Uh, Forty is you know as good as anybody in the league. I mean, can run and play. Uh, Gay and Lewis and those guys, the other two linebackers are very gifted. The corner, Dantzler, is as good as the number three. He's one of the best corners we'll play all year long, athletic. The other young corners are playing very well for them. Safeties, they get involved. Tons of pressures, tons of blitzes, uh, different looks, different things up front. It's going to be very challenging. we got we got to make sure we're dotting I's, crossing T's, and, and understand the, what we're going into it with. Um, they're a very good defensive football team with their looks and what they do. And saying all that, uh, offensively, there are uh, Joe's done a great job with of offense, always has been as an offensive mind. Uh, run the football, a lot of RPOs, a lot of quarterback runs. Quarterback's an athletic, big, strong guy. Uh, can make plays. Offensive line's a big, physical group. They're big and physical. In Mississippi State always has skilled guys at receiver, so in that regard.
1: If you're wondering what we're about to talk about next, and you're thinking, hmm, where have I heard that before? It was pretty recent, you probably heard it, because of, we talked about it last week. The same way a m is going to beat Mississippi State is the way that they were able to beat Ole Miss or the way we predicted they had to beat Ole Miss. I guess is a better way to put it in terms because Fisher said a week ago at his press conference that Alabama was a team that passes to run the ball and Mississippi is a team that runs to pass the ball. Well, everything on offense right now for Mississippi State is good old line, that has good blocking and a solid run game. So the only way that you're going to be able to show these mistakes and these weaknesses is through the air. When you look at the two running styles in that backfield, they're once again dealing with a dual-threat quarterback. The difference between Garrett Schrader, who plays for Mississippi State, and John Reese probably and Matt Corll is Schrader is a runner not because of he's quick or elusive like Plumley or he can keep plays alive because of he has good vision. it's a He's a running back throwing a football where he's going to grind you down. He's going to lower his shoulder into you and he's going to be the one to make you make a mistake in the open field. He's going to be the one that knocks you down, trucks you over, steps over you, and continues running downfield. That's what Garrett Schrader is. This season, he cur- he currently is second on the team in rushing yards with 460. And I believe he has five total rushing touchdowns, which would be tied with Kylan Hill for the most rushing touchdowns on the team. Through the air, he hasn't even thrown 1,000 yards yet. And he's thrown four touchdowns and four interceptions. Give him a little bit of credit because if he hasn't played consistently, Tommy Stevens was the starter to begin the year. He got hurt. Then they kind of did a rotational thing. And last week against LSU was his first real start. But at the same time, wasn't a good one. It wasn't one that he wants to probably remember. And it's one where if he does remember it, he's remembering it for what he did with his legs, not with his body, not with his arm. So put that in perspective A&M's front seven needs to stop that run. They need to trust that Miles Jones and Damani Richardson and Elijah Blades and uh, DeBone, DeBone Renfro, all of them are going to make big plays in the secondary. Because if they can do that, game could be over immediately. Schrader has shown weakness throwing the ball. He has one very solid wide receiver, and that's Osiris Mitchell. Outside of him... No one really is doing anything. And even then, Mitchell was productive with Stevens at quarterback. We don't really know how productive he's going to be with Trader at quarterback. All of Mitchell's touchdowns besides one have come against non-SEC opponents. So it's going to be interesting to see if they have to pass the ball. Are they going to look to Hill out of the backfield, Mitchell in the open field? He He's a good receiver. But can you argue that anyone else really has made an impact that way just yet? I don't think you can. And because of that, that's a favor for A&M. So stop the run. Hold Trader behind the line of scrimmage. Keep Hill, a top 5 running back in the SEC in rushing yards. Two minimal carries. Beat them at their own game. When you take away an elite element that they use to find success, you're going to be on top but you have to take away the run game for mississippi state real fast on offense their game plan should be rpos a lot of sweeps a lot of carries mainly because of you're going to want to run down that clock you're not going to want to give kellen mon a lot of time you're going to want to put him on pressure and i believe your defense can hold it so as long as you continue to pressure mon and have him make those critical mistakes that we've seen this upcoming season i think you're fine Th- those are things that i think on offense you have to do is run the ball, not because of it's your strong suit, but because of you want to give a guy who's already feeling the pressure more pressure. And one way you do that is by giving him a lesser clock. As long as you give him a lesser clock, there we go. There are players on both sides of the ball, but specifically A&M to watch out for they could be up for some big games also there's a couple questions that people want to know about this game moving forward the rest of the season uh, I even think I got one in basketball so we maybe are talking about that a little bit too but asking Aggies is another thing that we love to do here on Fridays and don't go anywhere because we're going to be talking about that players to watch for and doing asking an Aggies in just a quick minute Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson still here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, previewing the upcoming weekend as the fighting Texas a Aggies take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Players to watch for. This is always a fun part. i picked pick two players on both sides of the ball for both teams I think could be really big contributors and could really help out deciding the way this game goes. For me, Texas A&M, simple. Calen Mond. Offense, it's got to be him. After last week, another poor outing. I'm giving him so much to the benefit of the doubt. This offensive line has struggled. But you've faced this defensive line before. You know the way that they're going to blitz. You know the way that they're going to deliver. You know the way that they're going to make plays. You can't rush throws. You can't rush your pattern. And you need to trust that your receivers are going to find a way to get open. Even if they're young, you also got to trust that you're going to be able to continue the success. If you play the way that you play back at home, the way you played against Alabama, it's going to be a good game. This defense is better, but their offense isn't. So it's not like when you're facing an Alabama team who is pretty good on offense, pretty successful on defense, and there's really not that many holes overall, so you have to find ways to win. This offense is going to struggle, especially with the freshman quarterback. So Mon needs to capitalize on every opportunity he can to add a little more to that lead and consistently find points. For Mississippi State offense, simple, Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill has been one of the better running backs. He started off super hot, probably was the hottest running back in the SEC to begin the year. He's trailed off a little bit. But all it takes is one big run, and we saw that last week with Jerrion Early. Freshman running back for Mississippi uh, Ole Miss, 67 yard touchdown. And he could have been a difference maker. I mean, he really could have. He exited the game in the second quarter with flu like symptoms. So AM kind of got a little bit of a break not having to have that elite speed in the open field. But 4.9 yards per carry. He's getting five touchdowns a game. He's doing work. He's doing a lot of work that is going to keep this Mississippi State team good. Mississippi State is 3-4, and four, and they're still one of the better teams, in my opinion. I think you could argue that they're the best 3-4 and four team in the nation, and they're definitely, I still would put them, if not top 8, 9, or 10 in the SEC. They're a bowl-eligible team. They are a team that I think could definitely make some noise late in the season. They could be a season ruiner for someone. Say, Tua Tungabailoa doesn't play. Mississippi State could be the reason why Alabama gets a loss. Especially if coming off that LSU week, they always struggle after LSU. And if two is not playing, there you go. Defensively, let's start with Mississippi State. I'm going to go with Brian Cole, the safety. This is a rangy dude who loves to hit, who can make plays in the open field, who loves to be able to play in coverage. This is a player who can cause turnovers. And the way Mond is overshooting his targets he's a guy who's going to be able to break free in the open field and jump around. Or if he's going to be playing deep back in a zone coverage scheme, he's going to be a guy who can come up, get that ball that's been overthrown, and then have that speed already going that could take it to the house. Brian Cole is, in my opinion, the X-factor on defense for this team. He can play the run, He's pretty good in coverage. He's made some plays. He's already has one turnover this season, one interception. He has a forced fumble. He can continue doing this type of stuff. And if he does, you're, you're in bad luck. Especially if Mon can't connect. Mon has to connect because if he doesn't, Cole's gonna be there waiting to get that ball. AM defense. I'm gonna go with an only. I'm gonna go with the classic. I'm gonna go with the favorite. I'm gonna go with Buddy Johnson. He has been on fire recently, back-to-back 10-plus tackle games. He has 46 total tackles in the season last weekend, 62-yard touchdown return on a fumble recovery. I think that he's going to have another big game. He's a guy who, if you can stop the run, if Matt Abuke and and uh, Bobby Brown and if Michael Clemens does play, they can open the gap for him to get to Kylan Hill, just stuff him behind the line of scrimmage. Force them to pass. He could be a dude who single-handedly eliminates the run game for Mississippi State. He does that; that's a huge win in the Aggies' favor. All right, it's asking Aggies time. This is the part of the show where I answer your questions on social media. I try to give you the best representative I can. We don't have that many this week. We only got two that I really liked, and then I have a third that, if we have time, we'll go to. So, first one comes from Sharon, who is going to be the Aggie to watch for this upcoming week? Good question. Good question. I believe it's DeMarvin Leal. He's a former top-five top five defensive end, and he had his best game of the season last week against the other team from the Magnolia State. Five total tackles, one tackle for loss. I think that if Clemens is still injured and he hasn't been a participant in practice or where he's been limited that's a guy that you're going to want to see make some plays. Because if when you're a top 10, top 20 recruit at your position, you're expected to also be at a higher level. So seeing Leal continue to do what he's doing, moving forward in the right direction, I think that could happen. And if it does happen, I think that that's going to be a massive upswing for this a and team. Next question comes from Tex Amir Ag. When... Or if, does Kellen Mond get benched? Alright, this is a question that I knew was going to eventually come up. Kellen Mond will be benched against Mississippi State in favor of a guy like Zach Calzada if he throws five interceptions. That's really it. I mean, we've seen him struggle. We've seen him not make plays. But at the same time, he is probably the only reason the team is sitting with a 4-3 and record on offense. He's third in the SEC in passing yards. He's made some mistakes. I think we all can agree with that. He's made some mistakes. But you're not winning without him. Especially you're not winning in the run game. Because he is the run game. Outside of Isaiah Spiller's big game last week. He's been the run game since Jay Sean Corbin went out. He's a do-it-all guy. The only way he's getting benched is if he throws four or five interceptions in the first three quarters. Game is over and Fisher's going, All right, let's see what we have with Calzada. Let's just see what we got. We're not going to come back. We're not going to win. But let's see what we got. That's how Mond's taken out of the game. I know people are frustrated with the way that he's performing overall. But there's a lot that goes into that. A ton that goes into that. So let's not give up on him just yet. This is an early kickoff game. This is going to be a game that when it's all said and done, 2.30, you can get about the rest of your day. And if you're like most fans on College Football Saturday... You're not moving off your couch, so we're going to preview all other SEC games, finishing up with our final thoughts and our prediction for this AM Mississippi State game coming up in just a quick minute. Guys, erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com locked to get a free online visit and a free two-day shipping. Remember, that promo code is getroman.com slash locked and get your erectile dysfunction taken care of today. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson still here finishing up the show. Hey guys, just a quick reminder, make sure you're following us on social media at Aggies SI, at Mr. Cole Thompson, at Locked on Aggies. And of course, you want to check out all of our great work, go to SI.com slash TAMU, or for all great podcasting surrounding college football, the NFL, the NBA, anything you want, go to LockedOnPodcast.com. Preview time here on LOA. We're gonna start off with all the other teams in the SEC, and we're gonna finish up with the grand finale. Who's gonna win this game out in Kyle Field? There's only five games this week in the SEC, so that means four teams are sitting out. And don't expect to see anything from Florida. Don't expect to see anything from Georgia. Don't expect to see anything from Ole Miss. And don't expect to see anything from Vanderbilt. If you are a fan of those shows, but you like this show. Well, guess what? Just go ahead and watch the rest of the games because you guys are. Are on the bye week go ahead and get some rest go enjoy the rest of your season that's about to come up we know that the month of November is always fun so let's go save the second-to-best game for last and let's go ahead up to Neyland Stadium in Knoxville Tennessee where you have the Tennessee volunteers hosting South Carolina Gamecocks one team's coming in with a two and five record the other team three and four I am very impressed with what I've seen from Ryan Helinski, uh, Helinski this season. He's done a fantastic job taking over Jake Bentley. If Bentley does return, he's not going to be the starting quarterback there. It's Helinski's team now. I definitely think that he's the guy moving forward. We saw what he did last week. The team didn't pick up the win, but they did make it competitive against Florida. I think this is another bounce-back week. Nothing has impressed me with Tennessee. Yeah, they have a win over Mississippi State. Yeah, it's their first conference of the season. Good for them. State was struggling. That's why they moved on from Tommy Stevens. I'm going to go South Carolina. Pretty big win this week. Neyland Stadium is going to be very upset. They're going to leave probably by halftime. Jerry Pruitt will be on the hot seat, but at the same time, how much longer until this Tennessee team just figures it out? That's the main thing. That game is going to be on the SEC Network. You can watch it starting at 3 o'clock Central Time. Heading in late up to ESPN, back to Sweet Home, Alabama, where the number one Crimson Tide are going to be taking on Arkansas. That game is a 7 o'clock kick Eastern time, so 6 o'clock our time right here in the Lone Star State. This is going to be interesting. A lot of people could call this a trap game because Tua Tungabailoa is not going to be there. The way I look at this is it's going to show what life is going to be like without Tua next year. It's going to be able to kind of help with recruiting to see what position you need. D you go. For another quarterback, big-time name guy, do you trust the two guys you have in place in Mac Jones and Talia Tungabailoa? On Arkansas' side, if they make this game competitive, they're showing growth. That's been the biggest thing all season, I think, for Arkansas is just continue to show that you're growing in the right direction under Chad Morris. I think they do that. I think that they're going to be able to pressure Mac Jones. I think he'll throw maybe one or two interceptions Alabama gets the win. Let's get that out of the way. Alabama gets the win. They're not going to get this massive blowout, but they are going to get the win. I, I definitely believe that. Other game of the night coming on at, at, at 6.30 on SEC Network. Kentucky hosting Missouri. Missouri needs this big win because of they got upset last week by Vanderbilt. Meanwhile, Kentucky, they're just trying to stay afloat, 3-4. and four. This could be a really interesting game. Uh, Lindell Bowden Jr., is a do-it-all player. I'm not sure he can do it all the way that Kelly Bryant's been doing it all for this team at quarterback. So for me, let's make it simple. Missouri, to me, has been the most impressive team in the SEC, coming back with a brand-new quarterback and still finding success. They were ranked a week ago. I think they're going to be back in that category. They're going to be coming in next week with a 6-2 record. They get the win at Kroger Field. Kentucky... I still think you're a bowl-eligible team, but you lost so much in the draft last year, and you lost so much with veteran talent. You're just not there anymore. Which brings us to the final game of the week. It's the first game of the day, but first, the early bird catches the worm, and this is a game you're not going to want to miss. This really comes down to production and consistency. Can AM be consistent on offense and what I mean by that is not can they move the ball a certain way or can they break free of the open field at times or make plays when it comes out can they just continue to drive the ball pick up first downs not go three and out settle for field goals same thing could be said about Mississippi State can they eliminate those turnovers can they make plays on the ground can they get back to the way that they started off the season Can they do all of that to get them ready for the second half, the final month of college football? Can Mississippi State be consistent on defense and make these big-time plays? Can A&M be consistent on offense with a established running game in Isaiah Spiller? 50 yards, 2 touchdowns, 1 in the red zone. Kellen Mond, 1 interception, 3 touchdowns one three and out every other drive you're at least taking time away from the clock chipping away I believe am will do that this week and so I'm going with am getting that win at Kyle field they move on to five and three the streak will be over you everyone forgets that Mississippi state has had am's number they've been they've beaten the aggies every year since 2015 that ends in 2019 give me the aggies 34. Mississippi State 20. That's going to do it for this episode and this whole week's of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson at Locked on Aggies at Aggies SI. Check out all of the great content at si.com slash T-A-M-U. You can also check out all of the great other podcasts at LockedOnPodcast.com. Guys, when we return Monday, we're going to be breaking down the positives, the negatives, where to go from here moving forward. For this Texas A&M team and how they're going to look following this hopeful victory against Mississippi State. We'll see you on Monday, and remember, y'all, gig them. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need